Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 18th, and you are listening to the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz, a daily podcast catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined on the other line this and every weekday by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, what's good? There's not much going on. No. There's really not much at all, Connor. Uh, 67 more days until the college football season. It's slow out there, guys. Yeah, you know, we erect signposts in our mind to help us navigate the vast winter that is the college football offseason. Kind of working backwards for me, it's the start of training camp, before that, media days, and before that, the release of college football preview magazines. Athlon and Lindy's have, I believe, been on shelves for a little while now, but today, Trey, pre-ordered copies arrived in the 24-7 sports offices from the king of college football previews and strange abbreviations, Mr. Phil Steele. Now, there's a lot to look at in these Phil Phil Steele previews, but we're impatient people. So today on the podcast, we wanted to skip to the end and talk college football playoff and New Year's Six bowl projections. So what are we looking at here, Trey? Well, no surprise. Phil Steele, he's the godfather. So you ready for his playoff? All right, this is his, his, uh, his playoff prediction. Clemson one, Alabama two, Michigan number three, Georgia number four. Before we dive into here, you're going to say, well, what did he choose last year? Last year, he correctly had Bama and Clemson in the playoff. He threw a dart at Washington and was way off. And he had Ohio State two, which was kind of close, but no cigar. So Clemson and Bama, uh, that's that's a duh. Those are does. Um, Yeah. Who wouldn't have the Tide and the Tigers in your playoff predictions? Michigan, I thought was interesting. That's saucy. Yeah. Yeah, so Ohio State's going to, because it's Ohio State, is going to get a lot of the preseason love. They've beat Michigan 14 in the last 15 seasons. We all know that Jim Harbaugh obviously has a Buckeye bugaboo. But, 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 God, I mean, Connor, the Wolverines could could be pretty, pretty, pretty dangerous this fall. Shea Patterson in a new offense under Josh Gaddis. They returned four offensive linemen starters. The defense is going to be young and retooled, but they still got Don Brown. And I think the schedule is probably where Phil Steele's leaning on Michigan here. There's some wiggle room. They have Wisconsin and Iowa in the Big Ten West. They have Notre Dame and Army in the non-conference portion of the schedule. So even if they did lose to Ohio State, but had done enough to reach the Big Ten title game, I feel like a win would still get the Wolverines into their first playoff. So. Yeah, I kind of don't like that. I, I don't hate that pick. Yeah, it seems like uh, Phil Steele is a big path to the playoff guy. Like, he was really interested in, all right, you're a really good team, but uh, being a really good team is only gets you so far if you've got a brutal schedule. Um, and I think, I think as you kind of mentioned, it's probably a bet on Shea Patterson kind of taking off under Josh Gaddis. And he was explaining this uh this pick on uh, on the radio today uh, Phil Steele was and uh, a lot of his justification was you know just a lot of faith in Don Brown on the defensive side of the ball even replacing a lot of pieces so and i mean 
you know, with somebody like Michigan, yeah, it's a little bit out there, but they're like one of the 14 teams that have a shot at winning the title every year. So, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of out there, but it's not like so out there. They need to get some breaks go their way, but they theoretically have the ingredients for a title run. It just hasn't really come together. And I think a lot of people are kind of selling Michigan stock right now, just because the last couple of years under Jim Harbaugh have not really hit expectations, but I I think the potential is there for a run. He's still a very good coach. Uh, So I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. There's been a point each season almost where the Wolverines are in the playoff hunt. So maybe this is the year you mentioned path to the playoff. That's kind of what surprised me about having Georgia at number four. The committee showed us last year that it was going to rather take a big 12 champion Oklahoma over an at large team like Georgia. So the route here, if you're going to have George, if you're going to have two SEC teams in Alabama's non-conference schedule is not featuring just Duke is not good enough for for the tie to to be an at large team, and the fact that Steele would have Alabama too means he has them winning the SEC as well. So Georgia has an at large here. This has Georgia then beating Notre Dame in the non conference portion, beating Auburn, beating the rest of the teams in the SEC East, and I guess losing a close one to Alabama, and you know no one in the Pac twelve or the Big Twelve making the playoff. So I think Phil Steele has those two conferences cannibalizing each other. Yeah, so I, I thought that was interesting. When I saw Georgia, I, I'll take any argument you want to make on Georgia being a top four team in the country. A path to the playoff, though, it's a little bit dicey. I think. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I, 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 who knows where the discourse is at this point? Given all the the backlash to the just the idea kind of being floated by pundits of of Georgia sneaking in, uh, people got so mad about that, and the idea of the Pac-12 getting shut out for a third consecutive year. Uh, you know, if, if that scenario does come to fruition, you would think that that pushes us even closer to the inevitable destination of, of an expanded playoff field. Heck, um, especially if the Big Ten got shut out for a third straight season. If, yeah. If, if Michigan or Ohio State doesn't make it in. Very true. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to your point about the, the Big 12, I mean, that that does strike me as a little odd given that we kind of perceive the big 12 as a conference on on the rise here and probably i mean oklahoma can't really get stronger than it has been but you think texas is only going to continue to regain its footing on that upper crust in the big 12 and and you feel like a lot of the other mid to lower programs in the conference are in good spots too so a little bit weird to see them left off maybe you're thinking you know, like as you said, they kind of beat up on each other. Yeah. I, I guess would have to be the rationale there. Yeah, so he's got kind of going to his, his New Year's Six. He does have two Big 12 teams in there, Texas versus Memphis, and then Oklahoma versus LSU. I, I would guess that's, you know, Texas and OU, would, you'd obviously have to play each other twice in that scenario. So maybe trade losses, and then yeah. Texas maybe loses to LSU is his line of thinking there in week two. You know, Memphis is projected to go undefeated by Bill Connolly at SB Nation. Oh, really? That, mm-hmm. that Yeah, so we it. should we could have another uh, fake national championship movement. Oh, fun. By an American athletic conference team. Oh, fun. He It'll has be- Miami versus Notre Dame. Obviously, that's Catholics versus convicts. That's, that's tantalizing. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of faith in a Miami team who, you know, doesn't have a quarterback <laughs> at all, has right. three guys who neither of them – 
really want to claim the job. Yeah, uh, he's got Miami and Nebraska in New Year's Six Bowls. And to me, those feel a little bit more like two years out projections. I I mean, you could see it hypothetically, you know, if both teams have a 90th percentile type season, sure, it could happen. Uh, But it it feels a year early, but I I can't rule it out. I have to keep reminding myself that Nebraska went four and eight last year. Yeah. Because this is a team that we're giving New Year's Six love to. We're giving Heisman love to Adrian Martinez. It's Scott Frost. It's the way they finished the season. Uh, they've got he's got Nebraska playing Utah. I circled that one. Yeah. So that means Phil Steele, ladies and gentlemen, has picked the Utah Utes as Pac twelve champion, which would be a major disappointment for an Oregon or a Washington. But Utah does have an awesome defense. You saw that in the Pac twelve title game last year, ten to three versus Washington. And then LSU versus Oklahoma probably feels like a playoff consolation game for those two teams. LSU is going to be a team. They're so young. It, like it, different fun parts of the field, like running back and cornerback, and, and even on the edge, that you do not want to play them in October and November and December. And probably the same goes for Oklahoma once Jalen Hurts finds his footing in Lincoln Riley's offense. It, 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 this is all getting me excited for the season. And then I look down at my podcast notes and I see the big 67 circled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a bit <laughs> early in the year to be looking at bold projections. And it is a bit early in the podcast, but. I am projecting the morning blitz to change gears right now and go hurry up, no huddle through some Monday headlines from the world of college football. Get us started, Trey. So Illinois has been feasting on the transfer market, and per Jeremy Werner of 24-7 Sports, the fight in the line I have now added USC wide receiver Josh Imitor-Bebe. He's a former top 247 recruit. He only has two career catches. So he joins Luke Ford as a notable transfer. And then the Illini are also trying to get Michigan quarterback Brandon Peters. If you remember, they thought they had USC quarterback transfer Matt Fink joining their program, but he's going to stay at USC. We discussed that two weeks ago. So Lovey Smith is getting after it on the, on the transfer trail. You know, perhaps the Big Ten targeted the wrong New York area school for expansion as it's Dino Babers in the Syracuse Orange getting the Empire State fired up about football. On the heels of their 10-3 and season in 2018, the Orange have sold 6,800 new season tickets this offseason. Athletic director John Wildhack said during a press conference on Friday, that's already roughly more than 4,500 more than Syracuse sold last offseason, and that figure is inching toward their single-year record. And this is a proud football program of, of just over 8,000. So big stuff for the Orange. I like to see that. I, a great note about Syracuse or, or Rutgers. That's yeah. That's scary. Uh, another transfer portal note for you, Connor. The former number 14 overall uh, strong side defensive end in the class of 2018, a guy named Malik Langham. Uh, he's transferring from Florida. He's joining Vanderbilt. I remember Langham's recruitment. He was a late find. Alabama got super interested. He chose Florida over them. Now he's headed to Nashville. So that could be a really nice get for Derek Mason after he sits out this fall. That's going to do it for a quick edition of the Morning Blitz today. If you enjoyed what you heard, make sure to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend to check us out. For Trey Scott, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Wednesday for the next edition of the 24-7 Sports Morning Blitz. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.